1: This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60 percent less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com.
0: You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Woo! Look out, it is the
2: uh, Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. We call it uh, Throwback Thursday. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Throwback Thursday. It's almost Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You and Tiana, you might as well not even finish the show. High five to oh, yeah. leave. Yeah. Just go now. I'll yeah. do it by myself. Wait All a minute. Right. I don't know how okay. to. <laughs> I don't know how to do it myself. That's the problem. Oh, okay. C. Welcome to uh, Thursday. And in the green room, we can't mention names, but we can mention the ministry because they minister. Uh, uh, they minister about Islam and mm-hmm. Muslim, it's Zeal, mm-hmm. Z-E-A-L. We'll have those guys in in just a few. Uh, they equip uh, churches and Christians about Islam. A lot of questions there. Yep. I still have questions. Of course, I've had questions since I was born. But these are questions about Islam and uh, Muslims and, uh, like, what do we... What do uh, Muslims, Islam believe Mm -hmm. about Jesus? Was he just a good guy, a prophet? Right. Uh, What? So let's find out more about that in in just a few. Well, you're still here. You obviously didn't win the lottery. Uh,
3: That's true. I tried to buy a ticket yesterday, and I didn't realize I could only do it with cash.
2: Yeah. so yeah. Oh, you can't yeah, do it with cards?
3: No, card, you can't.
1: No. Oh, okay. And you're still here, so it's not I'm you. I did not drive up to Massachusetts and buy the winning ticket. That, but uh, I
3: heard that there were two tickets sold in Georgia that won $1 million. I read that this morning.
2: One was Cody because I noticed the parking lot has <laughs> yeah. clutter all over the place and leaves. I'm not blowing his place now. <laughs> all right. All right, all right. Now in his condo in yeah. Buckhead, Cody <laughs> penthouse. I still don't know his last name. Does he have one? No, he he he's Madonna? like Madonna. I think yeah, he only he has just, one just name. Just Cody. That's all you need. <laughs> Prince Cody, Madonna, uh, yeah. Tiana. Yeah. Exactly with, with one end. Right. Tiana. Right. Who's Tiana. Yeah. Who Steve, yeah. your dad, calls you TNN. That's correct. Right? Because you know everything. I, I s- do. Why do we, like, we were talking about uh, Taylor Swift's single out tonight yeah. at midnight, and she knew it all.
1: Yes, yeah, she right? did. So why do we need TMZ? We, we don't. don't. Tiana. We have our own TMZ there you go. right here. Speaking, hey, sp- speaking of music, yeah. the, back to the throwback Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It's yes. been a while since I've been
2: here. I know, kind of I know. Jim Croce, whose son, A.J. Croce, I think either tonight or last night, was at Eddie's Attic. I really? Think. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, I did not know that. And that's got to be, what was that? Bad, Bad Leroy Brown? Yep. Baddest Man in the Hall of Town. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say 73.
1: Good job. Yeah. It was the number one song this week Great in 1973. Job.
2: I was a huge uh, Jim Croce fan, mm-hmm. played the greatest hits over and over and over and over again. Good in stuff. fact, I got on Spotify the other day and played uh, Operator. Remember that yeah, song from uh, Jim Operator. Croce? And you listen to that song, you're thinking, well, one is we don't really talk to operators anymore. No, no, we don't. And you don't get the dime back, right? No, have you true. tried to put a dime and in your cell you, phone?
1: You can't <laughs> get a call for a dime. It has to be mm-hmm. at least a quarter if you if there's any payphones <laughs> left. So, yeah, you know what a payphone is, Tiana?
3: I do. Yes. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good.
1: Do yeah. you have you ever used one? That's
2: you probably um, have never used. A I payphone.
3: not actually think I have ac- ever real? used one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I don't really have a reason to. Is that true. crazy?
1: I know. All you've known is having cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. The first wow. cell phone we had looked like a uh, uh, a
2: military walkie-talkie, yeah. right? <laughs> or one in a bag. You know, that
1: little antenna That'll be
2: $9,000 a second. <laughs>
1: exactly. Wasn't it, was, it? It was, yeah.
2: We had one where we I worked at this radio station. We would do live remotes from the, the bag phone. Mm-hmm. And if somebody left it on by accident, I mean, they Lord were. Lord have mercy. Boy, Look boy, out. My yeah. gracious. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was like $9,000 a second. Yeah. Those were the days, Tiana. You missed out. Darn, but this guy, in, <laughs> but this guy in Massachusetts could uh, afford a bag phone, right? Yeah, well, how much did he win? Well, it was. Uh, see, what was the final tally? Wasn't it like seven hundred fifty-eight <laughs> point seven million million dollars dollars? Now, evidently, I read this right before I came down from the eighth floor. There was a mistake. They say it was in a. First, they said it was from Watertown, uh, just outside of Boston. But it was actually from a town called Chicopee. Hmm. You, you know, you're from Chicopee. You deserve to win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I what live I'm in saying? Chicopee. But uh, and uh, then I guess some folks from Georgia won like one million dollars. Wow. I don't know who this guy is, but when I find him, I'm going to call him. A, he's a relative Insane. of mine. I'm, I'm sure. calling yep, him Daddy. Uh-huh. Yep. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Daddy.
1: I was born in Massachusetts, so he could very well be there my you relative. Go. So I got Were to find you? out. Really? I was. Yeah. I think I knew that. I, well, I moved out single. as quick as I could.
2: but Wow, oh. I would love, 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 love to do that. Yeah. To win the, the win. But I got to play. I forget to play. Yeah. yeah. So. You can't, can't win unless you, can't you play. Can't
3: win unless you play. Right.
2: Anyway, tonight's the night that uh, if you're uh, around Rockmart, or I'm going to change the town, I'm going to call it Rick Mart. I like that <laughs> name. Rick you just Mart. Rick Rock Mart. <laughs> K Dodd and uh, Lisa Mills having their clean comedy tour, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you can get all the details on their Facebook. K Dodd, two D's actually three
1: ds right no, I, think D-O-D-D. I think I think it's just two. Is it? Uh, yeah. It hey, is Dodd. not. D-O-D-D. Well, well, D-O-D-D. Yeah, there's three Ds. Odd. Odd is in
2: her name. I never saw that before.
1: <laughs> she puts the odd in Dodd. Definitely.
2: <laughs> and Leisha Mills. Yes. It'll be a great show. Who's still smoking canned biscuits. <laughs> Cannabis. can biscuits. That was a funny
1: joke, she that said. That was.
2: You think that was off the top of her head, or did she have that in her pocket just waiting? Uh, I'm thinking she's used that one before, uh-huh, but it's maybe.
1: funny. Yeah.
2: She is funny. We're gonna have them back. Ed Wiley too. Uh, the uh, he's, he's gonna be there. No, no, no. Oh, we, we gotta have him we back. gotta yeah. have him back. Let's get him on the phone. That's he's right. He's hilarious. And get him uh, on the phone. All right. Yesterday, Elijah and I went and we had fast food. And I guess I could mention we went to Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's where Jesus would it's eat. It's a fan
1: Chick Fil A yesterday too. Did you really? Right. Okay. Yep, yep.
2: Well, then you know, right after the solar eclipse, everybody goes. Yeah, everybody goes Chick Fil A. Oh! Mm-hmm. All right. There's a uh, there was a list out. I don't know if you saw this or not. The best tasting fries uh, on the planet. Hmm. Okay, and you figure mm-hmm. right? It's the normal uh, fast food chains, right? McDonald's, mm-hmm. Burger King, Wendy's, Chick Fil A, Five Guys. Which one do you think was number one? Which no Let me say that. What okay. would you? What would be your number one for fries there? And that's not to belittle uh, any of these franchises, yeah. I, but just I'd, your I'd have to favorite
1: go with McDonald's fries, probably.
2: Okay, I would yeah. too. What would? You, how about you?
3: I would say chick-fil-a fries but if they could use checkers fries seasoning on the chick-fil-a fries that would be my favorite fry
2: can you get one of the kathy boys on the phone dan and see uh, (laughs) i've got some some ideas tiana wants them to change their 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 super secret secret recipe recipe. but
3: they're very good so chick-fil-a that's my number one. so
2: do you think jesus would eat at chick-fil-a of course honestly of all do you think his favorite would be chick-fil-a waffle fries instead of mcdonald's fries Mm. of course I don't know. Yeah, probably because he's older than you and I. And yeah. we grew up. He's quite eating. a bit older than
3: you and I. <laughs> just, just a little thousands and thousands. Well, he's yeah. always been, hasn't yes, he? Yes, anyway,
2: he has. No, believe it or not, I would have pegged McDonald's because they're my favorite, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what it is about them. I still love them. Uh, but Chick Fil A won number well, good one. Good for them. I knew it, they
3: did, which is why they had the sign up. oh yes. you knew they did.
1: <laughs> Aha. See, I like them if I have Polynesian sauce to dip them in. I'll I love those all the
3: day. sauces. Yeah. Sometimes when I go to Chick-fil-A, I ask for one of every sauce.
1: Mm. So I can
3: just have all of the options.
1: A rainbow of sauces. Exactly. I think we should have fries
2: for lunch today. Just, okay. just fries. Just fries. Have you ever eaten at Five Guys? Oh, yeah. I yes. love Five Guys. They yeah. give you six months' worth of fries and yes. one little small <laughs> it's thing. It's small,
1: yeah. It's right. enough for a whole family. We
2: order a hamburger each and then yeah. one small fry. Yep. We do, too. And we're still
1: over full mm-hmm. those, are those are good hamburgers right but there. anyway mm-hmm.
2: hey if you know if you're watching or listening uh, to us and uh, you know exactly what fried jesus would pick send us a message please will you? or you he could send hungry. one himself wait a minute there's the red phone oh that's not <laughs> jesus that's corporate <laughs> well let's talk to the guys from zeal after this hard break we want to find out about understanding islam from a christian point of view Yes, we do. We'll talk all about it in just seconds. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there.
0: Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio. Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk
2: Atlanta. Oh yeah, it's the Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Throwback Thursday to you. Great Throwback Thursday. This is where the young guy, Dan, Mm -hmm. and also the better looking of the two, he's the eye candy, I guess you could say. He tries (laughs) to stump the old guy. Mm -hmm. That's Love and Spoonful and Summer in the City. And uh, the year is going to be. I'm going to miss the year. I'm going to say 68. I
1: guess uh, I a couple of years off. 66. It was the number was one it song. Re- really, this week middle in 60s. Yeah. How about that?
2: Yeah. Well, before I, my time. Before your time. Yes, yeah, it was. A classic song there. And, uh, I, love the and uh, I love having this guy back in the studio. And we can say his name for yeah. a Zeal, Sam Galbraith. Here, good to see you what again. We need to raise up I think we need to a raise bit, your yeah. mic. Uh, too, well, not not too, too short.
0: short.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, she's not doing anything now, right? Because it used to be she'd raise her own mic, lower it. But yeah, now that she's yeah. going to be on the jumbotron with you at Celebrate Freedom, we need to get her. She box gets other to stand people on. to do yeah. her stuff, yeah, so exactly. it's like, come on, Tiana, raise yeah. your raise your microphone. <laughs> we'll work on that in a second. You brought a guest today. We can't show him on uh, Facebook Live, and uh, we can't use his last name. His first name is Chris, and the reason being is because he ministers in the Middle East. And uh, we want to keep him safe. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of amazing things going on in the Middle East. And we'll ask you those questions. What's going on? And you're here uh, in the U.S. to basically equip Christians, right? Zeal equips Christians about Islam. A lot of questions, a lot of misconceptions, a lot of strange stuff going out there. And folks don't know. And we really need to know. So good to have you again, Sam. If you can, do uh, you want to lean down just like Tiana? Yeah. So you don't look. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll, I'll raise the break, you up while, over while there. you talk. I'm you, afraid to touch this. You like that in technology? Yeah, do it. <laughs> anyway, it's good to see you. So yeah. the last time you were here, gosh, I guess it's been about a year or so, hasn't it? Since the
0: last time you were here, actually, with both of you. But I was here with Dan about four months ago.
2: And you came back?
0: Yes, we came back. Usually
2: oh, wait, guests no. don't come back when it's just Dan. You know, I don't know what it is. They feel sorry for the scene. Well, I so paid they, him enough <laughs> yeah. many left, so. Speaking of which, I forgot our tip jar yeah. today. But uh, anyway, so what's been going on with you? Remind us how long you've been a part of Zeal, and what is Zeal? For those that don't know, Zeal is Z-E-A-L.
0: What is Zeal? Zeal? Yeah. yeah, originally it, it, we were here with another, talking about another ministry from the Middle East, and uh air vision and Zeal is kind of a spun off from that uh and it's a ministry i've been involved with it 10 years actually since its inception yeah mm-hmm. how did you find out about it well actually it came out of air vision where we had made christian content films yeah and media to distribute for christian uh, television the right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah satellites and then which is huge there right and exactly. it's just
2: one of the ways that uh that we can take the message of jesus christ to you know, the homes there and the people. Right. Right. And very discreetly. Yes. That's that's, that's yeah. the key
0: to it. But the thing with it is this zeal came out of Air Vision, one of the guys there and he thought, hey, you know, we've got all this, you know, information, and interest and everything else. But we don't have feet on the streets or we don't have the infantry out there. And so this was a, the uh, spinoff from that. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Zeal, Sam,
2: uh, Sam um, uh
0: Chris is here.
2: Um and Chris can speak obviously, but we can't uh we we can 't put him on Facebook because again, we want to keep him safe. We want to talk about Islam, maybe the core beliefs of of islam and uh um what is the view of jesus things like that we 're going just going to flow with you guys okay. now, if I ask an incorrect question, one that would uh one that he 's not able to answer not because because he, he doesn 't know but because of his safety. Just wave at me or cut me off because we want to keep him safe. Chris, we appreciate you coming uh, here. Can you say where you're from? You can't say the city or the town or?
4: Oh, absolutely. Firstly, uh, yeah, thank you, Rick and Dan. It's a blessing to be over here. Love that Um, accent, right? Could you do some bumpers for us? (laughs) Yeah, really. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Actually, I just spoke at a weekend retreat this past weekend, and someone said to me that, we would love to have your voice be our GPS.
2: Oh, oh yes, that would that be would, awesome! Yes, That's, you're like a male Siri. You're, you're awesome. Well, the one I have now is a is a woman, and it's like my wife's backseat driving. So I have two ladies in the car backseat driving. Sure, I may go sure. for that. And they're arguing with each other. No turn left. No turn right. What do you want? What do you want? I don't know. Sure, anyway, it's good yeah. to it, it's good to have you. So where Thank do we you, begin? Right. How did you uh, how did you become a part of,
4: of Zeal? Sure, sure. Uh, just a bit of background about myself. I was born and brought up uh, in South Africa, okay. actually. And I was, I was born and brought up in a community. It's a multi-faith community of Christians, Muslims, and Hindus. Hmm. And so we all grew up together. And so I come out of that background having friendships with, uh, uh, across different faiths, Muslims, Hindus, and Christians. Uh, as I was finishing university, I came to faith in Christ. And uh, a few years after that, I went to London to go and work where I met my wife at a church in London. And it was just a few years after being married that we went on a discipleship training school with YWAM Uh for six Mm -hmm. months to Malaysia. And it was out in Malaysia where we had the opportunity to go out and share the gospel on the streets of this Muslim-majority country that God really stirred up my heart for two things. And that was, one was uh, for the Muslim community to go out and share the gospel with uh, Muslims. And the second thing was for the persecuted church. So God really stood up my heart on those two areas. And uh, coming back coming back uh, to the UK, God opened the doors for us to get involved with this ministry of zeal, um, which is, in, in the most simple terms possible, all zeal does is we come alongside uh, Arab Christian families mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, based across the Middle East, and we support them as they share the gospel in their communities. So you hmm.
2: growing up in the community before you were born again, a follower of Christ. You grew up with right. Christians, Muslims. Hindus, and Muslims. That's correct, right? Was there any rub there? I mean, where this sounds like you guys all played uh, cricket together and had fun. <laughs> I mean, did you have were there re- uh, talks about religion at all, or, or or how how did you get your your, your muscle, if you will, on, on Islam and Muslims. Is that where you got it?
4: Sure. Actually, we exa- exactly. We played cricket together. We played sports together. We went to the same school together. And we even celebrated the religious holidays of the different faiths. All okay. together, we had days off. Um, and I didn't realize that a lot of the muscle uh, that I've received and the passion for reaching out to the Muslim community actually goes back To those days, yeah. But it was only in Malaysia when God stirred up my heart for the Muslim world, and I received training on Islam there and sharing the gospel with Muslims. And this was followed up subsequently by further training in London on sharing the gospel with Muslims. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's that upbringing, growing up in an environment where I was interacting with Muslims, that uh, yeah has really stirred up my heart. Mm. Right, so I love speaking to Muslims.
2: We're talking to Chris, and he's a part of Zeal and Zam uh, Sam Galbreath here. I want to call you Zam. I don't know why. I call you Zam. <laughs> I Zeal cool and name. Zam. <laughs> Never wanted to be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call you Zam. Uh, anyway, a part of Zeal. What's a good website that people can go to to find out more about Zeal? www.zeal.cc. Uh, that's pretty. That's correct. That's, zeal.cc. That's pretty simple. Well, let's uh, let's see. We've got about five minutes to a hard break. I think we can cover a few questions before we get to that hard break about uh, Islam. Can you kind of describe the core, a few of the core beliefs? I know we don't, we, we don't have time really to go sure. in detail, detail, sure. but uh, the core beliefs of Islam, and uh, then we'll just take it from there.
4: Sure, uh, Rick. One of the things I always say to people when we're talking about Islam, because as you mentioned, there is a lot of misconceptions and there's a lot of stuff out there, and mm-hmm. Islam is very topical at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the starting point for us as Christians is always to separate out Islam from Muslims. Mm. Islam is the belief system that we can analyze and that we can look at from a biblical point of view, but Muslims are the people that God loves and that God has created in his own image. So our starting point should always be to separate out the two. Okay. So... Now, as we separate out and we look at Islam, uh, Islam has, in essence, five core beliefs in order to be a Muslim. Uh, One of the the first uh, foundation of Islam is something called the Shahada, which means that it's a statement that any person can make, that there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his messenger and you become a Muslim. Second foundation of Islam is something called Salat, which is the five daily prayers um, that Muslims have to do. Uh, the third tenant is something called zakat, which is giving, and it's similar to tithes and uh-huh. offerings, and uh-huh. it averages around about 2.5%. Uh, the fourth is Ramadan, which is fasting for one month every year. And the fifth one uh, is uh, the hajj, which is an annual pilgrimage to Mecca that Muslims are encouraged to do at least once in their lifetime. Hmm. So those are the bas- basic five tenets of Islam.
2: The core beliefs there, uh, and, and of course, to, to reach, and I love what you said just right right out of the gate, you separate Islam from the Muslim because God loves Muslim people. Absolutely. And so you, you cannot connect and reach a Muslim by saying, hey, you guys just do it wrong. You know, that's just not <laughs> the way to do it. So you've, you've figured out a way to connect. How would the average person... Connect, sure. of course, some of this comes with training that 's a part of what you guys do sure we We have Muslim uh, folks that work in our offices they 're in our neighborhoods, and we sure. want
4: to love them what 's the first thing we should do Oh, absolutely, good question. Um, the first thing i always I always say to people, and this is what I do as well, is just being a friend, being a good listener, just going out and connecting. With Muslims. You know, there's so many people uh, that's living with us our friends in our neighborhoods, our colleagues at work that are Muslims, and sometimes. Uh, because of what's happening in the news, we are afraid and we create mm-hmm. these barriers yes. and stereotypes yeah, yeah. of, yeah. And you know, this would have been similar in Jesus' day. There was a lot of stereotypes for people there, but Jesus has shown us the example and that he went out and he broke down the stereotypes and he engaged people. So I would say the first thing for anyone listening out there is to go out and be a friend to Muslims. Speak to speak to Muslims as just a normal person without any preconceptions. Um, one of the things particularly Within the Arab culture is that hospitality is absolutely huge hmm. and that is making uh, that would make big inroads into developing friendship and trust, just offering hospitality, hmm. inviting a Muslim friend home, inviting them for coffee. So hospitality is absolutely huge
2: hmm. and of course, in the back of of our minds, because we've heard a lot of negative speak uh, in the media, etc, yeah. is that if we get close to a Muslim and try to invite them. Uh, you know, they'll just slap you upside the head. So there's a little fear there. So, But they're people, and just connect them, bring them in, and not be afraid that, okay, well, now you've got to give them the four points of, you know, how to get saved in that one meeting. Mm-hmm. Connection is Absolutely. very valuable. And friendship takes a while, doesn't it? I mean, true, solid friendship. It's not like an acquaintance, hello, that they're going to receive from you. It's more of like a, a
4: relationship, right? Absolutely. Uh, Rick, that's a good point that you mentioned, because uh, as particularly within the Muslim faith, you need to build up that trust yeah. through friendship. And as that trust is built up, you can actually, it opens the doors to go into deeper issues.
2: Let's talk more uh, about that. Chris is here and Sam Galbraith here from Zeal. Wow, I love this topic. We'll be right back after this hard break. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there. <laughs>
0: With your daily dose of radio antivirus protection, it's Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: Thursday edition of Faith Talk Live. Hello there, I'm Rick Probst. Hello there, I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Throwback Thursday. We do call it Throwback Thursday. That
2: is Survivor mm-hmm. and uh, Eye of the Tiger. And that was from a Rocky film. Rocky uh, 4 There's been yep. so many, right? How many Rocky has there been? I like think. Rocky 76? Yeah, something like that. He goes to the senior home and beats up the <laughs> beats up. cafeteria staff. <laughs> <laughs> I said what a to
1: Oh, that's scary. You I don't think know too about the,
2: uh, the year. I'm thinking uh, 85? 82.
1: 82. 1982 was, was it the number one song. really? For like a good wow. month and a half uh, during 1982. Yeah. How about
2: that? Well, hopefully I can regain my points then on the yeah. fourth uh, the fourth segment there with that Throwback Thursday. Good to have the guys from Zeal here. We have Chris, who is uh, behind the camera. We cannot show his face because he actually ministers in some volatile places in the Middle East, and they equip Christians, and uh, and they, they minister to pastors, and in so many ways. We'll get into that in a second. And to my left, who you can see his face, is <laughs> Sam Galbraith of Zeal. And you've been here before a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, and each time we've just had a great, great show. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk with uh, Tyler Reagan, and Tyler... Is uh, he's an amazing guy. He's executive a part director of at Catalyst. Catalyst. Yeah. yeah. And I think we're coming back again. It'll be yes, his third are. year now in October at Catalyst, mm-hmm. and we love that. And we'll probably talk Catalyst and more. I see all his posts on Facebook. He's he's, he's everywhere. He is uh, he is everywhere. And don't forget about the uh, pastors appreciation event that's uh, coming up October the nineteenth. It is uh, Dr. A.R. Bernard. He will be speaking. That's the 19th, and that's at the Day Crown Plaza Ravinia. So you can uh, get connected with that at faithtalkatlanta.com. Chris was telling us about some of the core beliefs of Islam, and uh, thanks for making it clear. And we can't make it, I mean, we can't cover everything in one setting, but it's just important, I think, for all of us to know, Christian or non-Christian, to know uh, the difference, you know, what Islam, Muslim... What should we, how should we connect with them? You know, should we be afraid, be very afraid? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those kind of things. And we were talking about, we do want to talk about uh, how they feel about Jesus. Jesus is, uh, I mean, they know about Jesus. I mean, was he a prophet, a teacher? Uh, And we'll get into that in a second. And then what's going on in the Middle East? Because you guys minister in so many countries over there. How many countries did you say? Uh, Uh, earlier. Yeah,
4: we've got families, Arab Christian families that Zeal supports, that at the moment are based in four countries across the Arab world. However, they carry out mission trips across uh, much more Arab countries around them. Hmm. Wow.
2: Sounds dangerous, doesn't it? And uh, it really, really is. So uh, they need our prayers. You need our prayers, because you're traveling all over the place. Just in Barcelona. Yeah. Just a couple days before the
1: last... Uh, attack happened wow. in Barcelona, yeah. That's correct. You
2: had a question. Yeah. What was your question for him? I
1: uh, just wanted to uh, go back to, uh, at the beginning, you said it's important to separate Muslim from Islam. Uh, yeah. What what is the da- Is there a danger, and what is the danger when we don't separate those two terms? When
4: we don't separate that out, firstly, we cannot have an honest discussion about Islam. Uh, we cannot analyze it honestly because... The moment you say something uh, that might be seen as negative, you might be seen as being anti-Muslim. And so if we don't separate it out and we keep the two together... It's going to create stereotypes of us that's going to put up barriers from us engaging Muslims Mm. and building those friendships because we're going to kind of lump everything together and we're going to lump all the negative news and just to put that together with Muslims. Right. So unless we separate those two out, we cannot actually have an honest discussion about Islam from a biblical point of view. And then… Going and sharing in love and reaching out to Muslims. That's
1: mm. well, just yeah. a great point. I, I love how you pointed that out.
4: So.
2: Now we also talked earlier about uh, connecting with Muslim folks. Uh, they're big into relationship, which I love, and That's it quite. may take a while, and that is okay. All right, we don't have to close yeah. the deal in mm-hmm. one night. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, pray this in our <laughs> prayer. You know, mm-hmm. um, so as we have a relationship, should we wait for them to bring it up? Should we bring it up? How should we bring it up? And I know some of this is you know, led by the Holy Spirit, sure. and there, I'm sure there are particular scriptures we can have maybe to share, but what is the key? Is there one way, really, to to get in there, just
4: wait for them to ask what? Sure. Uh, I'll say two things about that. One is, uh, the first thing is a prayer that I like to say each morning, and that is, God... Show me the opportunities that you are bringing across my path today. So it's good to always be covered in prayer, especially if we know that. Listen, we're going to go out and we're going to speak to Muslims, or we're finally going to say hello and maybe invite that Muslim colleague at work for coffee. All right? That's that's one. Uh, the second thing is is that uh, just in terms of uh, speaking to Muslims, um, just going out there and not being afraid to bring up the conversation about God. Uh Uh, One of the things which is probably kind of ironic and might be strange for the listeners out there is that my Muslim friends, the Muslims that I speak to, one of the things that they mention is that, you know, Chris, we sometimes feel so strange because Christians don't like to talk about their faith. Mm. And so they actually feel the opposite. They're surprised that many Christians are afraid to talk about their faith. Muslims love speaking about their faith. I met a guy in a supermarket. I was just shopping, and I went up to him, and I just said, Hello? You know, he looked Arabic. I greeted him in Arabic, and we started a conversation. And within five minutes... We started speaking about God really Muslims love speaking about their faith and I think as Christians we should take that as a cue and do likewise Mm. we shouldn't be afraid to speak about our faith
2: there's an Old Mm. Testament scripture that I think of from time to time come let us reason together and I know that there Mm. are times sounds to me like they want to reason they want to find out more and I think in their heart of hearts spirit of God is drawing them to search So we want to do it right. I think is the thing. You know, you don't want to mess it up. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I don't know what to say because I don't want to mess it up. So, awesome. So I love the relationship. And um, man, it would be really cool to know Arabic. Could you teach us Arabic in about (laughs) thirty minutes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What for that? (laughs)
4: I've been I've been learning Arabic for the last three years, and so now I am able to have a conversation, conversational uh, Egyptian Arabic, and so which is the most widely understood dialect. And so, yeah, that has been really helpful. But one of the things, I mean, maybe you might not be able to speak Arabic, but something practical for Christians to take away that if you're going to speak to a Muslim person, you know, find out where that person is from. You know, if you're at work or your neighbor, find out which country they're from. Okay. So, so, for example, I did that with a friend of mine in Spain. Uh, I found out that he's from Morocco. I went to my local uh, Arabic uh, store. Uh-huh. Supermarket, and I bought some Moroccan tea before I invited him okay. home. And so when he came home, I offered him this tea. And I said, genius. Hey, listen, I've got yeah. some Moroccan tea for you. And he was really touched by that. Mm. And that shows hospitality. And people would be really touched. So that's just a practical tip on what we can do uh, to help build that relationship and help build that trust with Muslims.
2: Chris is a part of zeal. We can't show his face because we want to keep him safe. He is constantly in the Middle East and around the world. Ministering to Muslims uh, about Christianity, Sam Galbraith here, a part of uh, Zeal. You mentioned that uh, Muslims come to you and they say that they're that they're they're surprised uh, that Christians won't can't or don't share their their faith with them. Uh, do they have any other frequently asked questions uh, Muslims to you about the Christian faith, oh, uh, or the Christian people, or?
4: sure one of the things muslims do enjoy speaking about and we can use some common ground there's common ground in terms of islam what islam has, uh, and christianity share in common so for example we have a common geography uh you know our faiths both come have started from the middle east so we yes. have some common geography uh-huh. there we have the common belief that there's a book that there's the holy scriptures god has revealed himself for muslims that would be the quran Uh, For us as Christians, that should be the Bible. But where it gets really interesting is that Muslims have quite a few questions in terms of Jesus because there's a lot of common things that we believe about Jesus. So for example, um, one of the things that Muslims believe, and this is stated in the Quran, is that Jesus was born of a virgin. Mm. And this is absolutely uh, amazing Mm -hmm. because... um, um, Muslims believe that he was born of a virgin, but they do not have the answer as to why did it need to be a virgin birth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask the the average Muslim and I've asked my friends this they their only answer is that uh, this is Allah's will, and Allah does. Uh, whatever he wants. And so he willed it to be that way. But in Christianity, to find out the answer as to why it needed to be a virgin birth, you've got to come to Christianity and Christianity gives us the answer that uh, in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, that this will be the sign that the virgin shall be with the child mm-hmm. and she will bear a son and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. So this is a sign. Christianity gives the answer why it to, it had to be a virgin birth, because it was only through the virgin birth that we could have Jesus that was sinless and that could be the sacrifice to pay the penalty uh, for our sins. So Muslims love speaking about Jesus.
1: Now, what to, if you were to say that to uh, your Muslim friend, what would the Muslim, what would the typical response be to that? Uh, After you explained that that it was prophesied that he would be born of a virgin.
4: Sure. Uh, Normally when I I explain this to Muslims, uh, one of the things that they might come back to say is that, well, you know, the Bible has been changed uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit. And uh, so uh, this is one of the things that they are taught in general. However, the Muslims that I've spoken to, where I've had the opportunity to input that, I use that as part of the sacrificial system because Muslims would look at Abraham, uh, Moses, uh, Isaac, and they'd look at that sacrificial system, and they have been impacted by that. Mm -hmm. That hey, actually, Jesus was born of a virgin, and he was sinless because this is stated in the Quran as well. Mm -hmm. And the impact that has had, you know, there's a beautiful testimony of a Muslim man that finding that out through the Quran, realizing that, wait a minute, Jesus was more than just, another prophet. Mm-hmm. It was something bigger. So it's normally, the reaction normally is to cause them to think right. a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it's normally a positive reaction.
2: So that is something that, uh, do you find that that's the one in your hip pocket that kind of <laughs> closes the deal? <laughs> Bam! When you, when, you, when you do that one? Because sure. that would be huge if they know that in the Quran. And do most Muslims know their Quran? Or is it like Christians, some know a little <laughs> bit and that kind of thing. I uh, mean,
4: what that's that's a very good question because many of the Muslims that I come across do not know their Quran. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And similarly, to be fair, similarly in Christianity, right. yeah, we have the same thing. Uh, so many Muslims are not aware of that as well. Um, and this, the the point of Jesus being born of a virgin is really good and it's important for us as Christians to know, you know, in general, we know uh, the, uh, the virgin birth, but we don't know why. Why was that important? Yeah. And so this one is really good because it, causes Muslims to think that, hey, actually, there's a reason why. So it is a really good one. Another really good one, uh, and I was really surprised when I found this out the first time, Muslims believe that Jesus is coming back. Really, hmm. absolutely. I well, was I was really surprised when I found that at the same time. I tell time. you what, let's pick that up. We got to go to a
2: break, but let's pick that up on the other side of that. I find mm. that fascinating. Yeah, really. I didn't have a clue. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't have a clue about a lot of things, <laughs> yes. but uh, that's a whole nother show. You said it, not me. Sam and Chris here. Sounds like a morning show, doesn't yeah, it? From Z, we'll be right back. I'm Rick Probes,
0: and I'm Dan Radcliffe. This
2: is Faith Talk Live.
1: TV.
0: Your personal oasis on a troubled radio dial. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Loving this
1: throwback Thursday. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. It's almost Friday. It is almost Friday. Yes,
2: Dan, it is almost Friday. (laughs) You know, I have
1: to give people encouragement and hope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are listening and watching Faith Talk Live. And uh, that throwback tune there, uh, Elton John and Kiki Mm -hmm. D, don't go breaking my heart. I'm going to say 75, maybe. 76. You were close. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I didn't do too well today. I did okay. So, <laughs> all right. uh, you buy me a half a cup of coffee. Sure, I will. <laughs> all right, awesome. It's good to have uh, Sam and Chris here from Zeal. Good place to go to uh, find out more about Zeal and what's going on uh, as they equip Christians about uh, Islam and uh, Muslims, which, uh, you know, we want we want the Muslim community to come to know Christ. There's a way to do it. Uh, and we were talking about a festival that they have here locally, which you got involved in, uh, you know, a couple of years back, which would be really cool. Good website to go to is what? Uh, uh, zeal.cc? Is that what you say? Got it. Zeal.cc. That's, that's <laughs> good place to go to. So uh, you can find out how you can uh, obviously pray for this uh, amazing ministry. And uh, also, I would assume you take donations as well to continue this ball rolling. And that's what we yes. want to do where did we leave off on that last segment i just had a
4: senior
1: moment uh, i'm that? having a senior moment
2: <laughs> we're well. talking about what they jesus coming <laughs> back, jesus coming muslims back. Muslims. Yes, okay. Yes, yes
4: okay yeah yeah muslims believe that jesus is coming back which is absolutely amazing because one of the things that muslims believe is that uh, or one of the differences they don't believe that jesus actually died but they believe that he was taken up into heaven mm. but the Muslims believe that Jesus is coming back, not Muhammad, their most revered prophet, Mm -hmm. but that Jesus is coming back. And that actually appears in a book which is called the Hadith. And so in Islam, there's actually two books. There's the Quran, which is uh, supposedly the word of God. Yes. And the Hadith, which is the teachings and sayings of the prophet. And both books are equally important. And so in the Hadith, it states clearly there that, uh, yeah, Jesus is coming back. So Muslims believe this and the Muslims that you meet, they would not argue this, that, yeah, they believe Jesus is coming back. And they believe he's coming back to a specific place, which is in Damascus. Uh, There's a mosque in Damascus called the Umayyad mosque. um, And, there's a minaret on that mosque, and it's, and it's called the Jesus Minaret because this is where Muslims believe that Jesus is coming back to.
1: Wow. Do they say what the purpose of his coming back is? I mean, we know yeah. that he's coming back for a purpose, but yes. what, what would they say?
4: Uh, Muslims state, and this is part of the teaching, that Jesus when, he, when Jesus comes back uh, in Damascus, he's coming back to establish Islam and confirm Islam hmm. as the final religion interesting
2: wow love it we're talking with chris and sam from zeal so uh let's talk about the the middle east and you're there frequently as you minister and encourage and um, um, uh, families and and pastors and leaders um god is really moving uh in that in that neck of the woods as we (laughs) would say here tell (laughs) us how he's moving what's going on there
4: absolutely you know um God is touching hearts in amazing ways. Um, one of the things, you know, yeah, uh, in the news in the West that we see, we see ISIS, we see all the atrocities, yeah. which, is, which is actually devastating. But at the same time, God, through this process of ISIS, through the actions of ISIS, God is touching the hearts of Muslims by causing Muslims to start to question their faith. Mm. There's many Muslim people that are totally against ISIS and when they see these things, that are, these atrocities that are being committed, these attacks against Christians, they are actually starting to question their faith. Mm. And so through the families that we support, through the Ministry of Zeal, they are getting more and more inquiries from people uh, about Christianity. The love of Jesus Christ is, is a big attraction. It's a big magnet for Muslim people. So in spite of the persecution, we are seeing people's lives being touched and being transformed. Wow. When someone
2: in a family uh, receives Christ, is uh, and, and the way that God is moving, and I know all all uh, situations are not, it's not a general thing, sure. but do you find that at times that if the, maybe the father or the mother, or who would most likely connect with Christ first, does it matter in a family? Would it would it be a mom first? Would she be more open? Or?
4: Uh, we're finding across the board, uh, it can either be the mom, it can be the dad, uh-huh. or it can be uh, the 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 children any one of the children so just as an as a recent example in April a few months ago I was in Egypt and uh, I was in the office one of the families that we support he's a pastor of a church of about 500 people and I was in his office when a a lady came in and she's a mum uh, she's from a Muslim background and she's become a believer and one of the things that she's struggled or that she, the persecution that she's f- uh, faced is that she has lost almost complete contact with her kids. Mm. Uh, her husband is quite a radical uh, Islamist and uh, him and his family have a lot of influence. And so she now has very limited access uh, to her kids. And so uh, this is an example of a mom coming to faith in Christ. But, uh, you know, just to see the look on her face, you know, um, the the... the the belief that she has she knows she's found the true way hmm. and in spite of that sacrifice, she is praying and the church is praying to help her in a situation. Wow. So across the board, uh, dad, mum or kids coming to Christ.
2: What do you see uh, let's say as God I mean God's moving uh, amazingly uh, what do you see in the next few years for that region?
4: in the God sense? Sure. I see the church. The, the, the true church, the, number, the body of believers continuing to grow. And just as an example, uh, in one of the Middle East countries that I visited, um, I went to visit one of the churches there. I went to visit one of the churches there, and I got directions to get there. And, you know, I got directions in Arabic. And so uh, as I was coming out and I was following the street, I came up out of the train and I uh, was walking along the street to get to this church. And as I turned the corner to the place where they had given me directions, I turned the corner and it was a street and the street was closed off with concrete slabs and barbed wire. And there was military trucks all all across the street. And Mm. there were soldiers standing over there. And so I thought I had reached the wrong place. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Um, Exactly. I thought I had reached the wrong place. But then I I asked the soldier that was standing there, I said, hey, I'm looking for this building. And he said, yeah, you're in the right place. And he said, go through. And I walked through to the entrance, through the military trucks to the entrance of this church. And at the entrance, they have the security, kind of like what we have at the airport with metal detectors. And I walked through that. And as I walked through, there was almost 2,000 people standing, praising and worshiping God. This is one of the largest Arabic churches across the Middle East. They actually have a lot, much larger number, but in one service, it was two thousand people over there. Wow! And so, and this uh, this church is very close to a main square where there's a lot of demonstrations. So, we, most of the time when we see the Arab, uh, this particular Arab country in the news. The, it's very negative that there's always demonstrations. There. But just a few minutes away is it. this <laughs> church hmm. where there's two thousand people on a Sunday wow. morning praising and worshiping Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Awesome.
2: That is so cool. What a way to end the show. The show is uh, getting ready to close, and I wish we had more time. We got to get you back. This is Chris and Sam from uh, Zeal. We got to get some. Uh, we got to get you back, Sam. So, uh, awesome. Our prayers with you, and folks Mm -hmm. can give. They can find out more at zeal.cc. Tomorrow's going to be a great show with Tyler Reagan of Catalyst. Dan and I will be back. Have a great Thursday. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. See ya.